0: Then the word of the Lord came to him, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. 1 Kings 17, verse 8 and 9. Welcome back to our Summer with Elijah. Today we journey with Elijah to Zarephath. Zarephath was in Sidon, which is beyond Israel's borders. God had just fed Elijah using ravens, showing Elijah his sovereignty over creation. And now God is sending him to a foreign land, showing his sovereignty over all people, not just Israel. This same display happens in the New Testament too, as Jesus and the first missionaries leave the land of the Jews to perform miracles and share the gospel with the Gentiles as well. God's sovereignty is on display for Elijah in this passage in First Kings But remains unchanged through every account in the Bible and is still true today. In verse 8, Elijah encounters the same words he's heard before from God I have commanded. In verse 4, we discussed this last week, it was ravens that God commanded to feed Elijah. Now God changes the vehicle of provision to a widow, which probably seems just an unlikely source as birds. Widows were to be cared for but not usually in a position to care for others. In mirroring his words, God is continuing his promise to feed Elijah. But there is a new strategy, which involves action on Elijah's part. Elijah is told to arise, go, and dwell. First, he has to get up, move upward. To come from a lower position to a higher one. Then go. Move. Travel to a new place or position. And dwell. Live. Settle in and stay for a while. What is Elijah's response? Verse 10 tells us he arose and went to Zarephath. Elijah obeyed. Again. Verse 10 continues to inform us that when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. As Elijah approaches Zarephath, he is on the lookout for a widow and finds her easily. He then initiates contact by asking her for some water. Jesus uses the same line to initiate contact in Sychar with the woman at the well. As the widow goes to bring Elijah water, he asks her for more. Bring me a morsel of bread. As Elijah interacts with the widow, his journey now involves others. So far, God's provision has been solely his. In this moment, that extends from himself to another person, the widow. An invitation is extended to join him on this journey with God. The widow shows her recognition of two things in her response. Verse 12 reads And she said, as the Lord your God lives. She knows of God, the Lord, the living God, and she knows that this is the God Elijah serves. The widow then shares her circumstances in a real and vulnerable disclosure. I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug, and now I I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. The widow has shown her willingness to obey, her recognition of God and Elijah as a man of God, and her transparency in her desperate situation. Together, this predisposes her to be open to joining Elijah in this miraculous journey. Elijah then reveals the words of God in verses 13 and 14. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear, go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterward make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Through Elijah's words, God responds to the widow by 1. Addressing her fear, 2. Asking for obedience, and 3. Revealing his promise. How does the widow respond? Verse 15 tells us that she went and did as Elijah said. Perhaps the hopelessness of her circumstances made this feel like an easy ask, but I believe her heart was primed, ready for such an interaction with God through Elijah that she willingly obeyed in faith. Through the obedience of Elijah and the widow, God's promises are fulfilled. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Verse 16 of 1 Kings 17. If we are the widow, this is how God deals with us too. We can find ourselves in some pretty desperate situations. First, God shows up and addresses the fear. Over and over again throughout the Bible, we are told, do not be afraid and fear not. God reminds us to cast out fear, it's not beneficial. Fear does have its place and usefulness in keeping us from doing dumb and dangerous things. However, when God is on the scene, fear becomes obsolete. Then, God asks us to do something. He asks for obedience. It may be something odd to us, or maybe something we know is right, but we've been avoiding in His Word. In our obedience, God's promises are displayed. The key to unlocking the promises of God seems to be obedience, at least thus far in our journey with Elijah. So now, what lesson does Elijah learn? Not only is God sovereign over creation and people in situations beyond Israel's borders, but God's salvation for him includes two other people. His obedience has impacted the lives of a family. God is using Elijah to reach others in a real and practical way. Elijah has reached the next level in his training. Level 1. God will provide for me and I am completely dependent on him. Level 2. God will use me to impact others. Can you relate? Do you remember a moment when you could see how God used you to touch the life of someone else? In truth, we are the widow and Elijah. We need all of the lessons to learn from. Where do we need to dispel fear in our lives? Where do we need to trust God to keep his promises? Where is God using us to reach others? Where have we arose, gone, and dwelled? And where might God be waiting for us to obey and unleash the blessings of his promises? Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, mighty God, You are worthy of our praise. Thank you for providing for our needs. Thank you for showing up and reminding us that fear is pointless. Open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to know you more and know what you ask of us. Reveal to us how we can best obey and serve you. Thank you that your promises are always fulfilled. Lord, use us to reach others. May we be a conduit of your love and blessings. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Your time is precious, and I appreciate it. We're going to be hanging with Elijah this summer and seeing how his journey can help us reflect and grow stronger in our faith as we continue to fight our hard battles. I hope you will stick around to hear more. If you'd like to read on your own, Elijah's account begins here in 1 Kings 17 and continues through 2 Kings 2. And as always, your battle may look different than mine, but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.